don't we want to be part of the conversation? Uh, don't we want to be uh, extremely online? <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to be part of the conversation, especially <laughs> the online conversation. <laughs> you know, like I don't want to hear anything about what the who's getting dragged or who's getting flamed or who's getting whatever on Twitter. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. That's uh, the thing about Twitter that has really started to um, <clears throat> decrease the efficacy of the app for me. Yeah. Is that um, for the same reason that I don't want to be a grandpa who lives his life based on the TV guide TV schedule. Yeah. I also don't want to get on Twitter and feel like I have to catch up on a narrative every day right. based on what is happening within the Twitter sphere. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I want to go on Twitter to hear people's, I mean, I want to hear people's thoughts about things, but I'd rather hear their thoughts about things that are totally unrelated to what's going on and, you know, news or pop culture, uh, or just jokes, right? Well, that's the whole reason I got on. I resisted getting on Twitter for a long time. Uh, woke up and saw what a great, um, this was such a great uh, platform for jokes. Yeah. Every, every time you said something funny on Facebook chat, I would say tweet <laughs> for yeah six months. <laughs> and you finally got on. Yeah. So, but is that a problem with just who we are and, and the kind of experience we'd like to have? Or is there something diminishing about people using Twitter in that way? I about mean, I, the landscape moving to we've got to have this conversation that feeds itself online. I mean, I don't think it's a surprise that it's moved to that. Like, it is a communication tool, right? And mm-hmm. so any any tool like that is going to eventually... I mean, there's always going to be some conversation that starts to happen where people are replying to each other and that kind of stuff. Um, but I was I was a little bit more interested in it when it was like watching people like a bunch of people bowling. Okay. You know, and it's become like table tennis. And table tennis is not as interesting, not as interesting as, uh, as bowling to me. <laughs> to me, it just isn't. It's just sort of shallow and, you know, it's fast. There's no real, right. there's no real ability to like, you know, like watch the bowl, the ball roll down the, alley um what does that what is that sense of what you at least what you desire from twitter what does that do to how you conduct yourself on twitter well i i rarely at people you know and and try to have a conversation with them i do a little but not very much um and what I want to what I want to tweet is 
like a perfectly round sphere, like <laughs> that has no, where there's like no chance of anything <clears throat> getting its hooks into it, or you know, finding a handle to try to, um, whatever add to what I've written. Um, I just want to sort of. Is there that thing? Does that thing exist from myself and? You can read it if you want to, and if you don't want to read it, I don't fucking give a shit. Like, so every tweet is just a, a in the purest sense, a a message in a bottle. You yeah. just, yeah, put it in there and slung it into the ocean. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and those are the kind of tweets I like to read too. You know, um, I guess the argument from the other side would be, with such a connectional model. I mean, that Twitter is set up to be that you're supposed to just be able to reach out to anybody. Or at least it was. I mean, now the block feature and the mute feature kind of yeah. curtail that a little bit. But is sending out, <laughs> I love that, sending out just this round ball that nothing can get a grip on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just thinking of like the greased pig yeah, <laughs> that right. you just like let loose. Um, is there something milk toast about that? Like, is there something like you think it's shallow? Can, can you argue for the worth of it? If I can't like grab the thing and examine the thing and shoot it back to you in some way. Have you read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Yes. So in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, there's a character that writes poetry like on these leaves. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the character's name now. Anyway, <clears throat> he writes like the mo- the most beautiful poetry in the universe, right? Mm-hmm. And he writes it on these leaves, and the leaves don't last; they disintegrate like quickly. Sure. And at some point, the character, the main character, or someone goes and and <laughs> brings this brings this poet a um, a typewriter or something like that, like an electric typewriter or something. And it ruins, I mean, it totally ruins the poetry. The poetry's shit because it has, <laughs> because it ha- now it has permanence, you know? Right. And before it was this beautiful, ineffable thing that captured, like, the mystery of the universe because it was so temporary. Um, and so a tweet is not temporary. It's, you know, going to last on the internet forever. But... I do think that there's value in something that isn't designed to elicit. <clears throat> it isn't designed to elicit or even invite um, any kind of response. So, do you think there's an entire community of like just this sub universe of uh, like Snapchat poets? <laughs> no, that we just have no <laughs> idea exists. Absolutely not. There's definitely not uh, anything of value going on on Snapchat. I guarantee. I guarantee it. it. Seems like such a great opportunity for someone to just really screw no, around with the inevitable. There probably are. I mean, there probably are people, but I tried to figure out that app one time for ten minutes, and I couldn't get it. And I deleted it. No, nah, I was old. just straight up too old. I'm too I was old straight up too old. I'm just yeah. too old for this. Yeah. So I just deleted the app. But 
Yeah, I realized as soon as that, like, oh, this is for the teens. Yeah, for sure. It it was clear very quickly. Yeah. I mean, my, like, whatever mental model I have for what, like, interacting with an application is was totally foreign to whatever is happening in that app. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what to do. I didn't see the point of it. I was like, oh, this, I, this is like an, I don't even, it's not even, I don't even recognize it as language. You know, it's not like a different language. <laughs> it's like arrival where they're like, what are these circles? The whole movie was a metaphor for Snapchat. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. Some dad just got so mad and sat down and <laughs> cranked out a Fucking great film. Teens. <laughs> Oh it's man, like that's a whole different. I'm never gonna be able to watch that movie again. Which that movie <laughs> destroyed me? Oh my gosh! But um, yeah, I'm, now it's just gonna be a jokey movie to me. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks a lot. My Twitter feed was bulletproof before uh, Trump became president, and um, by that I mean I had really no way of learning about current events on Twitter. I mean, sometimes sure. there was like a a vague sense that something was going on, you know? Um, but people didn't post that much nude n- news into my feed. Um, you know, very few links to anything else. It was mostly text, you know, like just regular text. Sure. Complete sentences. <clears throat> and, um, and if I really wanted to know what was going on, I'd have to like go over to Google news or, you know, CNN.com or whatever. Um, yeah. To figure out what was going on, what people were talking, talking about, because it was just a, the vaguest sense that something was happening. And now I definitely know what's happening. I mean, there are times where I'm like, what happened? And you keep scrolling, and then, you know, after you read 20 tweets or so, you figure out what ha- what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that was all pre-Trump. And then Trump became president, and it's just a shambles now. Like, it's, you know, people in my feed who were really interesting people to follow have become the same as the same as a lot of the people who I chose not to follow pre-Trump. As polarizing as Trump is, what he has created and what his presence, just his mere presence has created is this overwhelming sameness to how people react. Mm -hmm. Because if you, I mean, you can even just, you know, do a little black line redaction with names in tweets and you have no idea which side you're listening to. You have no idea who's yelling. It's, I mean, it is just a wall of the same pitch of sound. Um, right. And for that reason, we are impoverished in, in different ways. Um, not only, you know, communally and socially, but that plays out on these platforms where, you know, people who I'm, you know, in agreeing with you, we're doing these really interesting or creative or even if it was silly, it was novel things. Uh, and they're just not anymore. 
I mean, the um, most interesting because people, there's one there's one drum to bang. Yeah, a lot of the most interesting people have dropped out entirely. Like they don't even say anything. Rather, yeah, rather than getting getting caught up in it. Yeah. 